Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of It's Too Wordy, the comic book podcast where three buddies discuss comic books from their childhood. And today, I'm Kirk. I'm Ryan. And I'm Nick. How's it going this week, guys? Really yeah. good. It's pretty good. Uh, you two made me insane. Well, I was home today, so never mind. Um, <laughs> so this week, we're going to be discussing Green Lantern Year 2 Number 1 and Captain Marvel Number 1. Green Lantern Season 2, number one. Green Lantern, whatever. Season 2, year 2, I wrote it down wrong, whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean. Season, year, same thing. Just kidding. So, let's start with Green Lantern. What do we think? I think, I'm, a- I think I'm going to be in the minority by the looks I'm getting. It was a tough read, like getting through it. Yeah. But once you get to the end, it kind of makes sense. Yeah. It's typical for... Grant Morrison? Yes. Yeah. It's exactly how he's continued with that run. Year or season one was very hard to kind of plug through, but you read it straight through; it's not so bad. And then he did the Black Stars bit for three issues, and this is only actually supposed to run eight issues, and then that season's over. So um, they're bringing him back to Earth. I think that's kind of cool. Uh, He's not happy about it, and he enjoys being a space cop. Yep, he so, does. Um. The thing that has driven me nuts about Morrison's run more than anything is he has characters in there. He introduces them for a very brief second and then they keep showing up, but you never catch their names again. And I found that when I was trying to do some research on some stuff that I'm like, uh, who's the atomic head guy? Because I can't think of what his name is, you know, and I'm looking, I'm like, okay, pumpkin head. I mean, nothing's coming up whatsoever. I went to the. Green Lantern database and went through all the Green Lantern. They don't even have them listed there yet. Um, but I like the direction he's going. I'm intrigued to see what he does with uh, the New Guardians. Wasn't crazy about the New Guardians. And there's the one part at the very beginning where they're in a, I in guess, a bar, kind of bar. Yeah. bar type thing. Where uh, I read an article where he actually did say he went and scrounged around every space cop he could find in DC. And so, I mean, there's stuff in here from mis- mysteries of uh, space or whatever way back when early Adam, Adam, Adam Strange, Strange. Right? Yeah. that didn't seem right when I was about to say it and making references to things that maybe had one appearance ever or note noting one appearance ever. Um, I did like the, dog at the bar with the, like the mouse sitting on his shoulder <laughs> i thought that was pretty yeah. cool um but it was it's just supposed to be a big gathering of space cops so oh, there's even uh hawkman and hawkwoman in the background there Thangorians that i missed i mean this page there's just so much going on liam sharp killed it on this i was gonna say I, yeah i love the artwork um i really like this book i know that's weird because grant morrison's first I didn't read the first season, so, um, yeah, I liked it. What I didn't get was, he has a pretty high opinion of himself, Mr. Hal Jordan. Wearing always that, has. He always wearing has. That, wearing that general's uniform at the beginning. <laughs> no, he's always, I mean, he always thought he was the best uh, test pilot, too. Yeah. You know, um, the only thing on Liam Sharp's stuff that I kind of struggled with is there a panel where they're introducing the New guard or the new guardian is kind of growing, and Mother Juna is head is kind of floating there. Mm-hmm. That looked not right to me. It's like okay, now she's just a floating head. 
Yeah. And I know what he was going for there, but I wish there was a little more definition in the breakup of the panel there a little bit. But yeah. What do we give it? Well, I want to talk about Rick Go ahead. real quick. The crystalline made of salt um, sidekick that they give him like, yes. as a partner. They're really good together. They are. One's analytical, and Jordan just likes to punch things. Is pretty much what he said. I like how he was throwing the the airplanes at the the monkey, right? The ape. And uh, Jordan was like, "You're just gonna put me with this block of salt." And he's like, "What? You're just gonna put me with this bag of water?" Pretty much. That's awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. He was given a new lantern, so yeah. he's got new powers. He's got new powers. Yep. Which feels weird because. Did I tell you to do where there's one page where he's like, did I tell you to do that? And he's like, eh, or the ring's like, just uh, go with it. Yeah. I did my own thing. Yep. You know, he's like, just go with it, Jordan. So that's where, you know, it's kind of breaking away. But Morrison, anytime he's touched a Green Lantern, because he even did that with uh, 52, I think. Um, had, had, he's always made it odd, a little odd. Has the ring always talked to him? Yeah. So it's like the world mind with Nova. Sure. Right? Yes. Yeah, that's okay. what I got. I didn't realize that. Yeah, that's what I thought. That it was more like a how, you know, Rit, Richard Ryder has the helmet on, and the world mind talks to him and does things that he doesn't want him to do. And well, and with the the ring, I think it depends on who has it because I don't remember John's ever really talking to him unless he asks a specific question. Okay. Um, Jessica's kind of goes back and forth with her. This is the first time I remember and. I've read a lot of Green Lantern, so forgive me if I forget there's one time out there, but this is the first time I remember where the ring was kind of doing its own thing okay. without an influence of Sinestro because there was a part where Sinestro was kind of manipulating things in yeah, one of the rings. Usually if you just ask it a question, it'll tell you the answer, or right. if you need it to do certain things, it'll translate. Do it. Yeah. yeah, But it doesn't have a mind of its own, but now it seems like it does. Now it does, yeah. yeah. Or it's so, got a little attitude problem. Well, I'm going to be interested to see how what else they do with these powers. Because it didn't feel like it was very overwhelming, but there was a big deal that they he has new powers. I'm going to go ahead. I love the art. I like. I've been waiting to jump in at the beginning of a new story. Um, so I'm excited. I'm thinking I might pick this one up. I enjoyed it that much. I'll give it a four. Check out the Black Star Wars one, too. It's only three issues. Yeah, and the second go- the second issue going into the third was holy crap moment type thing for me. Yeah, and then I got that cover. Oh, I've got I got all of them. You got all of them. I of course figured. he did. Of course he did. Yes. Regular variant and sketch. <laughs> <laughs> what do you give it? Uh, I don't know. Like it's hard. It's like um, coming into Green Lantern after not reading it since the Nestrocore War. Coming to this, it was a tough transition because holy crap it's a lot different yeah i don't know who the new guardians are i don't know where all these people came from i don't know why the old ones are leaving but other than that i struggled through it and i got to the end and i really like it so i'm going to give it a four okay i'd say four i will probably start picking this up that's that's what i said i was like well i just found my my dc book Season one was a struggle for me, like I said, but once you put it together and read it, it's, it's really not horrible. I like the footing that he starts off with on this issue. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to move on to Captain Marvel. Number one, it was 
released in January of 2000, and it was written by Peter David and illustrated by Chris Cross, correct? Yep. Awesome. Yes, I saw you the Discord. jump. Yeah. <laughs> I saw the Discord this afternoon, so I'm like, we better start doing what they want. So here you go, Scott. <laughs> so this is volume three, and this is Genusvel, not Marvel. Yeah. Um, he's the son of him. Um, so it's weird if you haven't read Avengers Infinity, uh, Avengers Forever, kind of puts you on a weird footing. Like, why is he attached to Rick? What is he talking about this alien that he can't see? Why, why is, is he not a woman? Why would he be a woman? Because he's a Captain Marvel. No. <laughs> okay. And he's a... This is a joke. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, book is crazy. Did you notice all the DC Green Lantern references in this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he's it got a lantern. It took me 15 minutes to read it, but it, less than that. But, yeah. I mean, I was analyzed. When it's an easy read like that, it, I analyze a lot of that stuff. It was funny. Like, he gets a... Rick is shaving, and he gets a knock at his door, and it's two police officers, and they're asking him questions about superheroes. And he's like, why do you... Why would... Why, what, what do I... I, why I don't, don't know I, about superheroes. And <laughs> they look inside of his apartment, and he's got, like, Captain America's shields. He's got, like... Bucky uniforms. He's got a silver surfer surfboard and a Green Lantern. Why does Rick have two Wrong. heads when he's talking to the to the to the cops? There, he's Bob. He's like shaking his head. I, I know that. It is just creeping me out. I'm like, because you don't see that very much. But the coolest thing that's in his apartment is something that they don't have rights to either, and that's a full bust of Rom. <laughs> <laughs> Did they at that time though? No, no. Okay, they lost that a long time ago. And they even get close up to it, too, which yeah. is cool. Without going into all of it, what did you guys think of it? I had fun. It, it's a fun read. I that This is that time frame where the heroes weren't, weren't taking themselves seriously, where the writers weren't taking them so seriously, and it made it a lot more fun. Did he say Shazam in there? I think he says Shazam in, like, issue two or three. Oh, yeah, that's right. We were talking about that, but he, like, turns into Captain Marvel and burns his apartment to the yep. ground yeah maybe we should do this outside yeah don't do it inside no i i like the artwork it's very um i'm also got a book from about that time frame and it was like a certain you can just tell that it based on the time period it was mm -hmm. of how it was drawn yep it's a very 2000s book yeah yeah, I was like, when was this? Is this like late '90s or early 2000s? Because you know, yeah. when I looked and it was 2000. But the further you go in the series, it's more about you know him not being able to control the power. Wow, I can't even think of it. He's got a star. He's got stars for a face. He does. When they give them like knowledge of all the universe at the same time. Oh, now my mind's um, blank. Jeez, oh, is it? I'm Omnipotence? That's the mm -hmm. word I was trying to think of. There's a there's a word Marvel uses, and I can't think of it. Impotence? Yes. <laughs> Cosmically aware. Oh, they didn't He's... use power cosmic? Uh-uh. Didn't want to rip off Silver Surfer? Well, Surfer's not cosmically aware. But he has the power cosmic. Yes. But he doesn't know all the minds in the universe. But he's not. He doesn't. Okay. He can't keep track yeah, I of get, yeah, I... each planet, what's going on. I get it. So, that's that's what makes him different. And that's why Marvels have to be a certain type of person, because if you can't handle that much information, then you're just going to go nuts. And that's kind of what 
Genus does. He goes nuts. He goes crazy. Well, yeah, and those go super whacked out, and they're awesome. He's got Rick Jones in his head. Oh, this makes you appreciate Rick Jones so much because he's like what keeps him grounded. Right. What and What is it that Rick Jones shirt says? Because it says mutants. Mutants are people too. Are people too? Right. Yep. I figured you'd figured saw that. I didn't. I could. <laughs> I I caught it, and I didn't go back to look and see what right. it said. I was trying to figure out why Chris Cross's art looks so familiar. Um, he did X Man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I'm like, okay, yeah, I can see that. But then some of the other stuff that he's done, I'm like, I don't. I have a hard time picturing the stuff in this matching up with what he did. So his styles vary because he did Solar. He's done uh, Icon. He did Hardware. X Men Unlimited. So I mean, his he adjusts his style a little bit, and I love that. Yeah, he changes. He up. changes it for the book. He doesn't necessarily. It doesn't look like it's the exact same thing across the board. No, typically, you're seeing uh, when you see an artist like that, you're seeing um, other books. And you're like, oh, that's this person here. And with Chris Cross, it, it's hard to catch that. Uh, the other part I liked about this is they did make reference to the zero issue that was given away in a wizard magazine. Yep. Wizard World 2000. If you want to know what's going to happen or what, where this came from, it was in this zero issue. I have never seen that reference to a zero issue that was a free giveaway for another company's book. Yeah. 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 I thought that was amazing. I was like, oh, that's probably the coolest thing in this book. Outside of the lantern, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, every time there's something weird about, you know, I like looking in the backgrounds. You guys know that and mm-hmm. seeing weird crap. Yeah. But yeah, his Bucky outfit. Because <laughs> he's been everybody. Yeah. But. I, uh, I dug it. Yeah, I, I recommend going out and looking for the whole thing. Like, it is good from start to finish. Like, the whole thing. Uh, I'm going to give it a four and a half. Did David do the whole thing? I believe so. How many issues? Five. No. Six? Thirty. Oh, wow. So it's 50? a good chunk. Fifty issues? Okay. Once I get that old Marvel Unlimited back, I might have to check it out. They've scrubbed the Marvel Universe of Marvel. They kind of have. And Gina's now. Well, his sister is still running around in the Guardians universe. Yeah. So, and she became, um, Phyla became Quasar, and then she became a Captain Marvel also, and then she became... Something completely different. Yeah, it's crazy what she is. I wish they would take the Captain Marvel moniker off of Danvers and have her be binary. Go back to being binary. Yeah, there's there's a lot. Okay, there's a, we'll just say that there's well, a lot. There's a lot. Okay, and there I think there's even another series after this one too. So, so. another reason to pick up Marvel Unlimited. Yep. All right, who is our D-lister this week, Ryan? All right. So I didn't touch anything with Captain Marvel just because that background on that is just insane. So I went with a Green Lantern and I tried to pick up one that was in the book. And like I said, I was trying to find the guy whose head's blowing up, but God forbid you can find any information about him. So there is a lantern in there called Maxim Talks of Melmore, uh, Sector 2018, which is hilarious because it's one that Morrison created and the first books came out in 2018. So, uh, it was created by Morrison and Liam Sharp uh, for the Green Lantern Season 1. He is the 13th Earl of Everglow on the planet Melmore, 
Uh, he really doesn't enjoy being a member of the Corps. And at one point even states this whole uh, distinguished service to the Green Lantern Corps thing uh, was my family's idea, which is very interesting because you kind of get the idea that the ring goes out and seeks uh, members opposed once somebody passes opposed to it being handed down but there is a presidency or a, a presence of that happening in the past uh that you just kind of forget about because it doesn't happen too frequently and that's really all we have for him because there's not a lot of developed history for any of these characters that show up, showed up in the green lantern season two okay and is there anything in particular going on at the old shop this week? They just got done doing a big sale. Uh, it was a Valentine's Day, President's Day sale. Uh, they had that running for a while. I know they're restocking. They're going, getting ready to go out on the road. I'm not sure where they're headed yet. They just got a whole mess of new GI Joe's or old new GI Joe stuff. Expanded the pop section, so they went upwards. Good, good lord! Added more shelves. Uh, you gotta have a stepladder to get up on that bitch? Pretty much, yeah. But yeah, stuff's always going on. Uh, I think there's a magic tournament coming up here soon. If you're into magic, uh, just check out the Facebook page. They have all those events coming up. And Artist Jam's coming up, I think, third Saturday of every month. So I think this is coming up here shortly. All right. Well, now it's time for everybody's favorite segment. The Random Reads! It's better when you do it with me, damn it. Reads. Reads. <laughs> I really like that when we did it together. I had to push the volume down so far from yeah, now Because we screamed in the yeah. mic. <laughs> oh, that's going to be bad. Uh, you got a short box this week again? No. How about you? Nope. I've got one. I've got three. I'm going to move into one. Okay, so... I was just kidding. I got four. Nice. I was just kidding, right? God. All right. So I picked up X Men: The Magneto War, number one, and it's written by Alan Davis and Fabian Achiza. I don't. I never know how to spell his last or say his last name. It's pretty close. Uh, so it was written in March of two, 1999. And it's pretty much Charles Xavier is sleeping and he's having a dream and his now defunct dream of peaceful coexistence between mutants and man has happened. And they're like, oh, Charles, you're so awesome. You did it. Yay. Right. And then the, the humans come for him and he's like, what's going on? It's not supposed to be that way. And they attack him and knock him out of his chair and. Magneto strikes and it they go into the whole stupid blah 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 my way is better blah 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 and the acolytes attack the mansion and apparently they have a guy who can go in and manipulate people's dreams at this point and he's manipulating Charles's dreams a little bit and he shows that Rogue is going is marrying Magneto and Gambit's pissed about it and they fight. He's trying to take control of all the uh, all of the people, all of the X Men, right? And then Gambit defeats Magneto, and so Mag, the guy pushes him into Wolverine, and this is right after Onslaught and Magneto ripping the adamantium previously out of Wolverine, 
and Wolverine ends up being defeated again by Magneto, and then Charles mind fries him, and then you have this thing between Joseph and Quicksilver. Joseph is pretty much telling him he's sorry for not being there for when he when he was a kid. Blah blah blah. It was pretty much not what I was expecting. I was hoping it was something a little bit better than that. Was that its own series? Or was it a subseries of Magneto? This War? this was a this one was a one shot and then it went in full time in Uncanny X Men and X Men. Okay. That's right. how they fought it. I Yeah. Um it was okay. I'm gonna read the you know, the actual war well, not the build up to it and, Right. you know. Um I'm gonna give it a, a two and a half. Hmm. So not all X Men books are fours and fives. <laughs> Especially in ninety nine. Yeah. So that's what I had for the week. Real quick on the Captain Marvel. It ran for 35 issues mm-hmm. and then relaunched. It ran for 35 issues until October and then relaunched in November for yep. an initial 25. Why? Why didn't it just stay going? Yeah. I mean, he didn't even give it a month off. It nope. just... <laughs> I know, right? It was, yeah. And now they're considering volume three, volume five. Yeah. It's not how it's numbered, guys. I just so with the legacy numbering, does that count in the legacy numbering, or is it just Miss Marvel into Captain Marvel legacy numbering? I think it went from Marvel to Rambo was probably number volume two, Monica Rambo. Oh, they shot a one shot, okay. <laughs> yeah, and then and then, that... then it probably went into this one, but they're considering other stuff before and between, like one shots and stuff, as now volume three and four. Who knows? That's confusing. Yeah. Way to go, Marvel. Well, when you have four Captain Marvels running around. You should only have one. They really should. And it should make Carol Danvers. I think maybe five Captain Marvels running around. <laughs> Bring back Binary. That's what I want. I want Binary to come back. I like that char- char- character a whole lot more than yeah. Ms. Marvel. I like Ms. Marvel. Well, I like Ms. Marvel. I, I like it better than her being Captain Marvel, I should yeah. say. So, I like her with the Avengers. Yeah. And yeah, and the black she, outfit, mm-hmm. well, and, black and, outfit. And when she was with the X Men for a little bit, it was pretty good too. Yeah. So, what do you got, Nick? So last week I said I will never read Justice League because that team drives me nuts because they're super ultra powerful. They're too, they're too powerful. I, I'm never going to say I'm never going to read anything again because this book is good. Is it? Which oh one my is God. it? So I picked up at the con. I picked up issues 34 through like 46, 40, 44, something like that, just so I could read them. Right, see if they're as bad as I think they are. No, they're great. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this is by uh, Christopher Priest, who did Quantum of Woody. He did Black Panther. He did a whole bunch of stuff, right? And I love Christopher Priest. And and I saw his name on it, and I was like, ah, God, okay, I'll pick it up. And I couldn't pass it up because it's a quarter, right? So <laughs> maybe yeah. twenty cents. Yeah. And I picked up a ton of them, and. Yeah. Turns out I, to be really, really good. I huh? really liked it. Um, what's crazy is I was like, okay, what's a group with two Green Lanterns going to do? I mean, the Green Lanterns are going to accomplish everything. Which Green Lanterns are in it? Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz. Jessica's in this? Mm-hmm. And, uh, see, so right there. And they're, I mean, yeah, they're really cool together. 
but the team, I, okay, yeah, I mean, I love Aquaman, but Aquaman does not belong in the Justice League. He belongs in the ocean, handling that, and then if they need him, they can call him in. But you put Aquaman in space, it doesn't make any sense. There's no water. and But it was it's actually really good. So I, it's worth it? Yeah. It was worth the 20 cents I paid for him. This, this is weird, because... And I read, like, four of them today, so... Yeah. Cruz is out in the middle of nowhere with Cyborg mm-hmm. and Starfire and uh, Azrael. Yep. So that's why I was like, okay, let me see what the date is on this. Because it looks like it was a newer run. But in DC and usually does a fairly good job of kind of keeping the, the characters straight. in yeah. line. So that's why when you're like, Jessica's in it, I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> no. It's really good. I mean, Simon Baz is always making fun of Wally West because Wally's all not Wally, but Barry Allen because mm-hmm. Barry Allen's always going into a CSI mumbo jumbo, and Simon's like, "I have a college GE or a high school GED. Calm down, like talk <laughs> English. <laughs> Dumb it down. Yeah, pretty much. And Simon and Jessica always did a real good job of bouncing off of each other, and you can see that in the Green Lantern mm-hmm. book. Um, well, even in Justice League Odyssey. Mm. They have a, a weird disconnect because I, I want to know what happens, what happened to them, like right. why they're not really close friends anymore. Like, I want to know why. Um, Let me double check. It might be the tail end of the Green Lanterns run. Yep. And I'll let you know it. Cool. A lot too many Green Lantern stuff going on. I can't remember all of it. You got everything? That's all I got. All right. Okay. So a while back, we talked about Hawkeye Freefall and how it is my favorite Marvel book at the time. Has that changed? And issue three came out. I haven't even read issue two yet. So you're reading it? I'm going to, but go ahead. You can talk about it. I'll read it anyway. So Ronan shows up, right? Back in issue one, and we we're discussing who would be cool. That it, Who's this Ronan? Did they is reveal who Ronan is? They revealed who Ronan is. Oh, God. Is it Tony Stark? No. Well, then. Is it Nomad? No. Who is it? It would be awesome if it was Nomad. It's Clint. He's time jumping. Well, so I was all that, in. There goes that book. I was all in. In issue two, at the end of issue two, they kind of bring it up. I'm like, eh, that can't be right. So we get issue three, and they confirm it 100%. And I'm like, yeah, I'm out. They had an opportunity to do so much with that character and have the mystery into things. And no, it's just Clint time jumping. Well, that's going in the cell box. So, <laughs> disappointment. All right. One of my all-time favorite books, Irredeemable Ant-Man uh, by Kirkman and Hester. This is hilarious. Um, I've had the opportunity to meet Phil Hester number of times when he comes into the shop. Um, he comes in and does autographs and sketches all, you know, fairly frequently, maybe once a year. Um, or every other year. And he's always at all the shows around us. And so I had a chance to, um, the owner of the shop took us out to eat one night and I got to sit down and talk to Phil Hester. And so I was talking to him. I was telling him how great this book was. He said he enjoyed the heck out of it. He wished it went longer. The issues are fairly cheap. It's just amazing. Uh, and a, one of the agents of shield, um, is on the helicarrier and, I'm blanking on Pym is on the helicarrier, and he was 
O'Grady is the agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and he's asked to guard the door of Pym, but he was not given instructions to stop anybody from coming out or going in, so Pym starts walking out, and O'Grady knocks him unconscious, because he was not given instructions, he just said, guard the door, and left at that. So he goes into the room, and there's a new Ant-Man suit in there, and he decides to take it out for a test drive. And shenanigans ensue throughout the whole series. It is amazing. I think it's only like 12 or 14 issues. Pick this up. It is hilarious. It's not expensive. It's back from, I want to say, early 2000s. 2008. So um, definitely pick this up. This is just, I, I don't want to give away a whole bunch of stuff, but uh, I mean, come on. There's shenanigans. Check it out. Someone like, says shenanigans. One more time, I'm going to pistol whip them. Like watching Captain Marvel in the shower. Or Ms. Marvel in yeah. the shower. Ooh. Yeah. He's like, this thing has perks. <laughs> <laughs> it is fantastic. Awesome. I I don't know. Nick rubbed off on me or something because I picked up a Betty and a Veronica. <laughs> friends for water, whatever. Or friends forever. Friends for whatever. Friends for whatever. <laughs> friends for whatever. That's a totally different okay. book. Let me try that again. Betty and Veronica friends forever what if so um this was three or four different stories where uh like one issue or one story jughead is actually taking the place of archie so the girls are crazy about jughead um another one betty and veronica are witches but they don't know they're that both of them are witches so they keep on countering each other's spells and they can't figure out why it keeps on going wrong um and Sabrina shows up. Uh, <laughs> Betty's the rich one, opposed to Veronica. There's another story in there. And so Veronica's got the whole attitude that Betty has kind of thing. Archie has an identical twin. I kept on waiting for Punisher to show up. I was just going to say, you know, we're going to have a flashback there. But everybody thought Archie was the hot one. And the other, the twin of Archie has glasses on and all that. Is he bald headed? No, no. Bucktooth? It looks exactly the same as Archie, yeah. except has glasses on and his hair is kind of swooped in. So think of Clark Kent and Superman. And <laughs> and, and Archie. Yeah, not yeah. those two don't go better. And so the twin takes off his glasses and fixes his hair and looks identical to Archie. For three bucks, it was okay. I, it was fun little short stories. Yeah, whatever. All right. Last one is Green Lantern Legacy. This is actually a read for young readers teens and uh of course i pick up everything green lantern so i got this and uh i'm gonna get slaughter these names but the writer is mena or minhu lee and andy tong is the artist this book is amazing um it is about a woman who is uh owns a shop and somebody keeps on breaking their windows and things like that. And she's just always a positive person. And, okay, we'll just fix the window. Not a big deal. And the kid really looks up to his grandma. And she's got a ring on his finger. And she that he's always just seen her have that ring on his her finger. Never thought anything of it. And the grandma passes away. And, well, before that happens, uh, the ring ends up in his bed. And he's like, oh, Grandma must have left this in here. So he went and gave it back to Grandma. And Grandma's like, no, the ring picked you now. It's yours. And so he walked out of the room and she passes away. 
Well, at the funeral, all these people in the community come and talk about how she has been such an amazing person and helped them adapt to uh, coming over from other countries and things like that. And she always made them feel welcome. And then there's this rich guy that shows up and he's like, you don't have no idea what your grandma did for me. And if there's anything I can ever do, let me know. Well, his family starts discussing whether or not to sell the shop. They didn't know if they wanted to run it any longer or whatever. And he still hasn't figured out this ring does anything. And then one night he starts like floating. The ring just lifts him up out of the bed and he's like, what in the heck's going on? This is a dream. And a vision of his grandma comes and talks to him. And John Stewart come, becomes his mentor and is trying to train him on how to do things. And his two friends are don't have a clue what's going on. So he finally tells them what's happening. And then he's supposed to do this report in school about this rich guy. They decided to do a report on the rich guy. Somebody else did one on Bruce Wayne. And the name of the store or the company of this rich guys was... It was Tresson, which if you fix the letters when the friends figured it out, spells out Sinestro. And this guy's actually a yellow lantern. So it's his first real battle. And so he's battling this guy um, who he used to look up to. And he somehow manages to defeat him. And he, the yellow lantern runs off. And uh, he goes back to the house and goes, I don't, want to, I don't think we should sell the store. I think we should keep it up and running for the community because of what everything that grandma did and it ends with him and his friends and John Stewart going out and delivering groceries and stuff to people that have just moved into the community to help uh, make them aware of what's going on and um, make them feel comfortable. This is probably one of the best Green Lantern books I have ever read. Um, they, they got it. They understood it. It does throw off continuity a little bit because now we have another earth lantern where the grandma, you know, even the Lantern guys came forward and said, hey, your grandma was amazing. She was a leader for us as a Green Lantern. And I don't know, it's just kind of that legacy, again, goes back to the legacy thing and how much the elders can, you know, even if they don't have superpowers, how the elders um, always have something to give and you don't realize how much uh, value there is there until they're gone. This is just fantastic. It, it's 10 bucks. Pick it up. Get it. This, this was one of the best Green Lantern books I've ever read. Awesome. All right. So now we're going to move on to the list. Our list this week was top 10 breakups in comic books. So I'll go first. Uh, number 10, Joker and Harley Quinn. Number 9, Dick Grayson and Starfire. Number 8, Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson. Number seven, Storm and Black Panther. Because he was cold-hearted asshole when he did it. Yeah, he was. Six, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. Is there a reason why uh, we would get hate for bringing up that relationship? Yes, and we'll bring that up in a minute. Okay. Number five, The Adam and Gene Loring. Number four, Cyclops and Gene Gray. Number three, Colossus and Kitty Pride. Number two, Spider-Man and the Symbiote. And number one, Cyclops and Madeline Pryor. 
I really thought it was going to be Colossus and Kitty Pride, so you, you threw me off with the number three there. Very nice. What would you think about my symbiote and Spider-Man? That's a good one. That's a good one. I huh? didn't think about like symbiotic relationships, but a lot of these are symbiotic relationships. <laughs> a lot of them are uh, parasitic relationships. All right. Yes, sir. So, number 10, Daredevil and Karen Page. Um, number nine, Rick Jones and Marlo Chandler. Okay, so what's cool about the Rick Jones and Marlo Chandler is you guys got to meet Marlo in this, right? Mm-hmm. So, in this, she starts to fall in love with Moondragon. And Rick is like, you know, I love you very much, but if you want to explore this, that's fine. You know, just go out, do you, and then make up your mind, right? Wow, Rick James is like the best person in all of the Marvel Universe. Rick Jones? Rick James is not a great person for the Marvel Universe. Rick (laughs) Rick Jones Jones, is a fantastic person. (laughs) Sorry, I'm Rick James, bitch. And then uh, Marlo starts to think that maybe this isn't a good thing. So they break it off between her and Moondragon. And Moondragon makes it easier for her to leave her by saying that she's been manipulating her brain the entire time to make her fall in love with her. But that really never happened. It was just to make Marlo feel better. Right. So she goes back to Rick and then she does a whole bunch of other crap after this. Um, Number eight, Bruce Banner and Betty Ross. Number seven, Peter Parker and Mary Jane. Six, Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy. We all know how that ended. (laughs) They didn't really break up. She kind of well, broke in half. Yeah, she did. Broke <laughs> up. I thought about that one, too. <laughs> Number five, Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. reason why we're probably going to get hate mail is because he punched her. He was physically abusive oh. to her. But that was an... Um, Hank deals with multiple personalities. That's why he has multiple. He's that Ant-Man, Giant-Man, Yellow Jacket, and later on the Wasp. Okay. They're different personalities. So Yellow Jacket was really out of control and he punched the crap out of her right okay and that's why i got kicked out of the avengers and that's why everybody calls hank pym a wife beater i never knew that yeah um, learned something new tonight number four hank man and or Hawkman and hot girl number three the adam and gene loring number two clark and lois and number one scott summers and madeline pryor he caused Inferno. That caused Inferno. He, he, he caused just, Inferno. He he made it so she hated her kids so much that she threw them to the devils. Devils. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is left, the number one breakup in all of comics. Left her to go back to, to Jean. Jean Grey when she has a kid with him. Yep. Just, just up and walk, leaves. leaves and walks <laughs> out the door. Doesn't say have a nice life. So just disappears. Yeah. Like these breakups aren't sad. They're mostly like, damn. <laughs> kind of put a spotlight on how big of a piece of shit Cyclops mm-hmm. is. All right. Ten. Hawkeye and Mockingbird. Nine. Colossus and Kitty Pride. Eight. Wonder Woman and Steve Trevor. Seven. Joker and Harley. Six. Hal Jordan and Carol Dan or Carol Ferris. Damn, jeez, that was your fault. Um, <laughs> five Hawkman and Hawkgirl, four Daredevil and Karen Page, three Ultimate uh, Hank Pym, Gina Van Dorn or Van Dyne. Uh, it's the same story, but that's the one I remember the more more out of the two. Um, two Batman and Catwoman, and then one Adam and Jean Lauren. Those top two were easy for me because when I read Batman 50, 
I was like, you did all this building up and you did this. Damn you, you son of a bitch. It had an effect on me. And then Adam and Gene Loring, that whole thing that takes place because of their breakup. I'm just like, oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So. All right. Diverse lists. Some the same. Anybody got news this week? I saw Sonic. Did you? I did. How was it? It was really entertaining. Better than Pikachu? I have not seen it. Oh, I liked it. I like Pikachu. I love Detective Pikachu. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, my expectations for it were extremely low, but I think uh, Jim Carrey did a, a good job, and I as don't Dr. like Jim Carrey. As Dr. Robotnik? Yeah. Awesome. Um, Cyclops did a great job. Uh, <laughs> That's right. James Mars did, isn't it? <laughs> the character of Sonic, they, they captured it really well. You know, he's out of place kind of thing. The music they put in there was fantastic. They did a couple of quick silver scenes from like the X-Men where time slows down and <laughs> nice. you know that kind of a thing. It was really entertaining. Uh, I don't know if I would pay to go see it at the theater again, but definitely picking it up at a cheaper level. Yeah, sure. Nice. Uh, we did go to the Comic-Con this weekend. Yes, we did. This one was a little more difficult for me to find anything. <laughs> um, that's why I started picking up Uncanny. I picked up like a ton of Uncanny X-Men. Um, it, it, it was just, it just didn't have the, the variety that the last two that we had been to. He restocked. He bought a collection and restocked with the stuff. And that's kind of what happened. Yeah. Normally, he just kind of, once he starts getting low in boxes, he just grabs more stuff from his garage and throws it in there. And this time, he picked up a collection somewhere. So, you didn't see the diversity. Because I know I was looking for some Indiana Jones. I was looking I was, for Blue Devil. And normally, we're finding a ton of that crap. I was looking for Alpha Flight or West Coast Avengers or a little bit of the Uncanny run that I'm doing. And I all I found was Uncanny. Yeah, it, there's some good stuff in there. I found an Australian comic, uh, Hairbutt the Hippo. Got five out of the six issues for it. That's something. Yeah, I picked uh, up. <laughs> I actually picked up three humor comics. Yeah, I know it's weird for me. Nice. So yeah, I picked up Cap Captain Carrot number one, which I showed my wife, and she was like, "That looks interesting." <laughs> <laughs> and then I picked up. Like the whole Giffen run of Justice League Europe. Yeah. I was like, yep, I'm getting all these. Yeah. But Nick goes, just bring $20. We're not going to go over $20. I wasn't going to. And I was sitting there. I had it wait. at 20 like right there. He I was, was doing great until I, I said that. Justice League Europe. Yeah. <laughs> I was sitting there and all of a sudden he comes out with this big old stack and I'm like, I thought we were sticking with 20 I would have brought $20 more. I would have got, <laughs> got, you know, <laughs> 50 more comics. Yeah. <laughs> but I found them, and I was like, I already love the ones I picked up, so I'm not going to put them back just to get this. So yeah, and it was only like twenty bucks. So that's the, like, that's right. the good part. Yeah, because it was funny because it was the last box I looked at. <sighs> yeah, I was like, well, I can't find a, a run that I want. Oh crap! Here we go. And <laughs> <laughs> so I picked those up. So all right, you got any new other news, Nick? Yeah, they announced today or yesterday that Marvel is making a Silver Surfer movie. Yeah, Which is a great way boy. to bring the Fantastic Four in, in. Nova in, in, Space Cops, 
Galactus. Yeah. Yeah, boy. So, yeah. So now we have the X-Men coming in. We have the Fantastic Four coming in. It's going to be do we, big old do we, sword coming in. They it's going to be said, crazy. They haven't said who's playing Surfer yet. No. Nope. Right? Okay. I'm excited. It'll be. Just because it'll bring in Nova and the Fantastic Four. And we can, yeah. Galactus. and yeah. It'll be a cool way. Ryan's not happy about it. We'll see what happens. I'm not I'm not jumping on board of all these things are gonna happen. That's that's the thing is Oh no. I, <laughs> it would be nice if it did. It's just Well, your little rumor well, got they've me. had a number of times to be able to bring in a Nova character. Yeah. They've had um times to bring in other characters that you mentioned and just and I mean and then you you're like oh and they're bringing in the fantastic fantastic well wonderful we've only had three of these and they haven't figured it out four it if hasn't you go like done that. done right it's home now it's gonna be done right i'm still not sold i don't know if anybody can do that right i think if they based it in the 60s yes that'd be a lot better put yeah. them back in their time put them if, back in the space exploration time yes and then kind of time jump them if they were and to I'm show fine up with that. if they do that Perfect. I think that's a good build. I just, I'm going off of what I, I've seen and everything else. I, and I know it wasn't Marvel that did it. Just, and that please just get the somebody right for these characters and make the thing look like the a thing. quality thing. Make, well, they they do a lot of, they made Hulk look like Hulk, kind of. Well, one thing they need to do is actually do a CGI Hulk. We're not Hulk, but a CGI yeah, thing. thing. They can't be doing Not a, a dude in a suit. suit. Yeah. Because the full thing is like you're supposed to be able to hide behind Ben. Like yep. they're all supposed to be able to hide behind it, behind him. And if it's just a normal guy, then he just looks like a lump of not even rock. And I know they're not going to get Chris Evans for uh, Human Torch, but I love the Human Torch Chris Evans. I mean, he had the smart ass, I'm better than you yeah. attitude. Mm-hmm. He nailed it perfectly. Why, why not? Get another character like that. Steve Rogers is old now. You know, this is, but yeah, like I think Johnny some, Storm. Some characters belong in the time that they were created. Absolutely, this Punisher belongs in the seventies and eighties, like after Vietnam. That's where the Punisher should stay. I think in the seedy, crime-ridden New York. I, I agree. That's where he belongs. I think that the X Men should go late seventies through the eighties. Yeah, it shouldn't be now. It should be. Like you with the Fantastic Four, it should be late seventies, all the way through the eighties into the early nineties. Yeah, when that when it was on fire and just stick in that time period. That's when, like, I don't know. I mean, we haven't changed a lot societally, but that's when the X Men fit. Yep. You know, late seventies with all the turmoil. With, but I don't know. But it's like Superman. Superman can go wherever because that's what he is. Look at what. Marvel was able to do with Spider-Man once they got a hold of him and were able to do him correctly. Far From Home was awesome. See, I still haven't seen that one yet. And I think the first one I did enjoy. Yeah. But I didn't think Sony did anything wrong with the Adam Garfield one. That one I'm not talking about. I'm talking Toby. Well, the first one for Toby was good. The first one for Toby was good. The, The other two were crap. The other two were crap. Is what, you know, I don't know. 
I I like that they didn't do a. I don't want an origin story with the Fantastic Four. We've already seen it so many times that we don't really need to. That's what I'm hoping. Just do a quick recap. It doesn't have to be build up. That's what I'm hoping with Marvel is that they're like, hey, you've seen all these, you know, origin stories, kind of like they did with Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. We're not going to go into the telling of how he became Spider-Man. He's Spider-Man. So I don't know. I'm excited to see it just because I love Silver Surfer. I think Nova could have his own movie, but... They have to introduce him somehow. They have to bring him in. What's cool is, like, after Infinity War was over, or whatever the last movie was called, it was Mm. Infinity War, right? Yes. All right. Thanos destroys Xandar. All the Novas are dead. That world mind has to go to somebody. So, instead of being split up between millions of Nova cores, it's going to go into one guy. I think they need to do some kind of... Looking at your shirt made me think of this. Um, I think they need to bring him into like the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie as a kind of a nod. Hey, this is how it's all tying together. Mm-hmm. Um, Agree 100%. You know, but after... You know, here's my thing. I'm not... I'm admittedly not a Silver Surfer fan. And, you know, I haven't seen anything for the next round. You know, they've advertised Black Widow. And that has not done anything to make me excited about the movie at all. Um, I'm not excited for it either. I, and my that's my concern is, are we at that next phase where we can do no wrong? So here's some crap we put together. And is that what it's going to, going to turn into? It's going to be the 80s Marvel. <laughs> where they're like, I'm just going to throw everything at you now. And they can. Yep, they they totally can. People will go see it. Yeah, I I'm hoping Black Widow's better than what I'm expecting. I'm hoping Silver Surfer's great. I hope that he they give him a little bit of a dry humor where he you know because in some of the issues I've read he had does say some stuff that just hits you kind of funny because mm. you're like huh yeah <laughs> I hope they carry that kind of character and it's not some Reed Richards level brain that just rambles and you're like i have no idea what they just said i think he's just not doesn't have a personality in my opinion to be able to carry a movie without something Mm -hmm. and that's where i'm kind of sitting at on it no it makes perfect sense yeah because he is kind of a dry character yeah and i think more of it's like his exploration of the world that there maybe do like an alien like stranger from a strange land kind of thing coming to earth and like having to like culture shock yeah if they can get the surfboard to do stuff like they had Doctor Strange's cape going. Yeah, okay. At sweet. least you got that silent sidekick with the humor kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's at least something, but he is a dry character. He's very dry. <laughs> All right. Anything else? Nope. All right, well, guys, if you like what you hear, why don't you go ahead and give us a like, subscribe, on any of the platforms uh nick just got us on what was it google play google play and stitcher and stitcher and uh go ahead and leave us a review that way we're not wallowing in the abyss and of course we talked about it last week we all would like to interact with you guys tell us what we're doing wrong tell us what we're doing right what you love what you don't love give us ideas what we could do for the show should we do it live that's one question we could I mean, we got it down. We could do it live. I'm fine doing we it live. No it editing. On, yeah, no editing. We'll, we could put it on 
switch stitch twitch twitch do that and then there's so many <laughs> how would you feel then right? you have like a running like commentary can, over here and then, we can talk about this off air we don't need to talk about it and right. you know we can do that i mean okay. we have the what do you, format what do, you, down. what do you think about being on camera i have no problem with it i'm a damn looking good looking guy i'm i'm serious because <laughs> this is something that nick and i have been wanting to yeah. do doing a live show sure yeah i don't care Okay. Try to figure that out. We'll Just get my good side. We All we would need is to find a webcam and... I got a Wolverine mask out there. I got an Orb helmet. I got an Ultron. I got a Nova helmet. Black Panther. We're all good. We can just do that like that. <laughs> Nick and I have been wanting to figure a way to broaden, try to get our audience broadened. And I think being on Twitch and... Stitch. Flitch? Twitch. Mitch? <laughs> Mitch, witch, that's a bitch. Um, we'll figure it out. So we'll figure it out. You'll get to see us live, guys. All right. Well, have fun. Read more comics. It's been Kirk, Ryan, and Nick. See ya. Three, two, one. Rescues the day from sure destruction. <laughs> 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 <laughs>